Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the Wednesday Debate Show. It's the show that scoffs at convention by not having an introduction proper that sense makes. We're joined today by Henry Jackson, a football writer who's making his debut on the show. And to give a clue as to what we're going to be discussing, Henry is more familiar with the cop than the kipax. We're also joined by Howard, a man all too familiar with the misery of Main Road and the ecstasy of the Etihad. But enough of the alliterations, let's meet our guests. Hello, Henry. How are you feeling today, mate? Are you well? Hi, mate. Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Getting by in this uh, bizarre time. How have you found it? Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I felt that those sort of um, those last couple of weeks in March went horrendously slowly, and uh, yeah, I, I realised I'd done two separate things that were a week apart and felt literally like three months. <laughs> um, but then I think April hasn't been quite as bad, so uh, hopefully we're just slowly uh, edging towards some sort of next step. Yeah, yeah, and also we're joined today by Howard. How are you today, sir? Are you well? Yeah, I'm okay. Had my government-approved walk today, which always helps. But mm. uh, curtailed by the rain, of all things. Yeah, that came from nowhere, didn't it? About. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been okay. okay. Uh, so randomly bumped into a few friends on the way. So, but with two meters apart, of course. Not literally bumping. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke at from a distance, so yeah, it was quite nice to speak to people and stuff and do things like that. So yeah. I've just had a, a moment just before this part where I've gone to take the bins out and that terribly British thing of two people on the pavement going right, going left, going right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so as alluded to in the intro, we're talking today about Liverpool and the fairest way that the 2019-20 season can be concluded. Just a few hours ago, it was announced that Leagues 1 and 2 in France have been voided and they now join Holland and Belgium in writing off the past nine months. It's beginning to feel like a domino effect that will soon reach our shores. Or maybe not, because the Premier League seem determined to complete their season. And seemingly, too, it's a case of the sooner the better. Henry, as a Liverpool fan and as, as a, you know, a football fan and as a football writer, um, what's your thoughts regarding Project Restart? I mean, obviously, from a kind of selfish football fan perspective, it's, it's encouraging because, you know, We've now been without it for, what, about six weeks and it's a huge part of my everyday life and I'm sure yours as well. And just suddenly having this huge void is um, it's sort of tough to take, obviously understandable reasons. But um, I think at least it's encouraging to hear that there are potential sort of wheels in motion to get it back underway. Obviously, I think it's June the, June the 8th is it, or June the 7th. I think they're, they're looking at it as a potential one. But obviously, this there are more important things going on and it can only return when it's safe to do so. So I don't know if it's wishful thinking that um, all these talks that are sort of taking place about it being as early as June. I, you know, I still have my doubts about that. But um, if, you, if you're talking just from purely as a football fan, you know, the prospect of having um, prospects of having five, six weeks of, of non-stop football are obviously uh, something to look forward to, especially the Euros cancelled. It can sort of fill that void. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm encouraged by it, but I'm, I'm wary of sort of I don't want to treat it like it's the most important thing because it obviously isn't. How would, how do you feel about it? I mean, how do you feel firstly about the the you know, realistic how realistic the proposition is, um, and should it go ahead? Would you be in favour of that? <laughs> no, uh, not not from a city, but yeah, you know, it's nothing to do with agencies. I think I just find it staggeringly unlikely that they can pull this off. To be honest. Uh, as always, I think 
I think yes, yeah, might have to take our lessons from elsewhere. So uh, Germany might do it first, and if that's a success, that'll be a great guide for us. Or other countries might do it first. Uh, I just find yeah the logistics of it when you really think about it. Uh, I mean, they've been pushing this as they only need three hundred people to stage a match for only three hundred. That's just the logistics of the players being away in isolation again in this camp and the isolation everyone involved with that match will have to have for a very long time. I just find the logistics of it staggering and I just honestly don't see it going ahead. Uh, my hunch is that it may start to go ahead, but if one, you know, just one person involved tests positive, then the whole thing, like a pack of cards, it comes falling down and that's how I fear it might go. Well, Henry, Howard mentions there the logistics. I mean, the thing what kind of occurs to me, um, as I said in the intro, the Holland, Belgium, France, they've now avoided their seasons. It just seems very weird that basically half of Europe will void their seasons and half of Europe may potentially conclude theirs. Um, it just seems a very topsy-turvy way of doing it, isn't it? It is. It is. I think I think where I find it strange is, and I'm not, I'm, it's still a little bit kind of murky as to exactly what's going on, certainly today with France. I don't think anyone quite knows in terms of the, whether it's actually been voided, which is, you know, meaning no results, anything, the whole season is gone, or whether or not PSG are crowned champions, they decide that the Champions League place. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I agree. I think you have to be in a position where certainly the major European leagues are all completed in the same way. Personally, and I'm sure it's going to come across as Liverpool bias and stuff like that, but to me it makes sense that all those leagues, if they're cancelled or whatever, to me, you have to have a result some way. I don't, I don't, I don't and I also, on top of that, I don't totally get the sort of, this mad desperation to kind of start next season. What I don't, I don't understand mm, yeah. why there's sort of such a, such a keen interest to get to August and, and start that one. What, when you sort of 75% of the way through the current one, surely you can potentially wait until October, get rid of international breaks, which I think probably four weekends a season, play in midweek as well in, in those, and you're already making up about eight fixtures in a season. So I, I don't quite get that, but I agree with you. It's, it's going to get, it's going to get to the stage if, Certainly with the major leagues, if you've got the Premier League completed, but then you've suddenly got La Liga completely voided, it, it makes for a, a strange situation. But I'd like it to be a situation where it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's my point is that I don't, I don't understand what the rush is. Uh, I'm guessing I don't understand because I'm not a stakeholder. I don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, as Henry says, what if, if we don't have a full season next season anyway? Yeah, forget, let's just say we voided this season, but we still weren't ready to play football in August, September. Which is so likely. next season is completely yeah. truncated anyway. Why the rush to get this one finished now? We could do it next season uh, if we're not getting a full season anyway. It's the unknowns. So we don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's the thing. And yet there seems to be this rush to make a decision now. And that's what confused me. I'm not all, I'm not vociferously for voiding the season. I just can't see this behind closed doors in June working at all. And I think it's a terrible thing to do. But I, I don't understand. Yeah. Why do we have, why not just wait? Why not, why not yeah. say we don't know yet? Why not just let's just wait and wait for the world to return to normal and then decide what to do? But I guess. I mean, at first, I thought it was greed from football clubs. But what we've heard, it seems that even at Premier League level, 
this not playing is going to seriously, seriously damage mm. clubs you would think, you know, could take a year off football. So it might not be greed, but the sheer desperation of clubs to get some income in and all this, the logistics we don't, you know, we can't get our heads around, aren't experts on, such as contracts, stake, you know, contracts running out, the stakeholder, the sponsorship deals, blah, blah, blah. I think that's what's pushing it. Yeah. I think it's all the money from sponsorships and all that. Not not particularly from greed as much as I thought a month ago, but because clubs need that money so desperately that they're just not set up to cope with not playing football suddenly for one or two months. But if you ignore that, then I just don't see the rush. Just decide in two months. Yeah. Well, I mean, they keep mentioning the integrity of the league. I mean, frankly, <laughs> my own personal opinion is if they just took that phrase out and no longer used it, then I'd be fully on board with what you're saying there, Howard, as regards to this season needs to be concluded. It would be the fairest way. Um, but it really does annoy me talking about the integrity of the league when what we could be faced with are, you know, empty stadiums, yeah. 300 individuals using tested kits that could be better used elsewhere. Um, and, and just in a whole different format, really, to how the other kind of four fifths of the season have been played out. I mean, I don't see much integrity there, but. No, you can't argue that that playing behind closed doors in neutral grounds is protecting the integrity of the game because it's by removing the home and away, you're removing the integrity of the game because, I mean, someone like Norwich have got, I think, to play most of the teams above them at home. Yeah. In, yeah. you know, in the remainder of the season. And that's the Villa got game at, you know. So you're removing integrity by changing the rules. So, you know, whichever, whichever way you look at it, some integrity is lost, you know, uh, because there essentially there is no easy answer to any of this. So. Okay, well, several journalists would have us believe that Liverpool fans want the season completed <laughs> and City fans don't. Um, is it as simple as this? Uh, is this an insult to both sets of supporters, Henry? Uh, no, I don't think it's necessarily an insult. I think, you know, at the end of the day, tribalism plays a big part in in modern football. And I think it would be, you know, there's always going to be bias involved. Are, you know, are some Liverpool fans absolutely desperate to finish the season because they're 25 points clear? Yes. And would some City fans be less bothered about it not being completed? Obviously. So, like... I don't, I don't have a problem with that personally. Um, I think, I think it's just for, for me, the way I look at it, I think sometimes I'm, I'm too easy to, ju- I'm too quick to judge football fans by social media, which is a, a bad thing to do. <laughs> you <laughs> do it. Yeah. Um, especially at the moment where you've got so much tribalism about the season should be voided, it should be continued and everything like that. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of very sound Liverpool fans out there and the same applies to City and fans of all clubs. So uh, to me, I just want the season. I think, I think any, any logical fan, when they kind of take the bias away, should just want the season finished as fairly as possible. Whatever, whatever the way that is, for me, that is, that's ending it with some sort of a result at the top, at the bottom, in the Champions League places. And, and that's the way I look, how, however that's done. Um, that's the way I look at it. But I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's unfair on, on the supporters. I just think that it's only natural. That you're going to be biased towards your own team situation, which is why you're hearing people like Karen Brady so blatantly, mm, you know, yeah. wanting wanting to be voided because it's going to it's going to sort of save West Ham's bacon. So, no, I I, I don't think it's too unfair. I think it's just it's, it's only natural. Well, I mean, the same kind of question to you, Howard, and and you know, I, I do follow quite a lot of Liverpool fans on Twitter, but I follow predominantly more City fans, and what I see quite often is genuine anger from City fans, kind of just saying. 
you know, and we're not talking about Liverpool here, and we're not even, you know, wholly talking about the actual what's going to happen to the season. We're talking about football in general, and, and their sentiment is a very sincere one. It comes through in their, in their tweets, yeah. which is basically football doesn't matter right now. You know, people talking, discussing what we're talking about today, it doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, people are losing their lives. And so then if I go from that to, you know, a website of a, a, a newspaper and I'll, I'll read a columnist and they basically just belittle the thoughts and views of Liverpool fans and City fans, that jars with me. Um, is that the same with you? Yeah. Well, that's, of course there is tribalism there. There was some... Yeah. Yeah. There were some City fans that want it voided just so that Liverpool cannot be ground champions and that's all they're thinking about and they'll have a good laugh about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Asan wants it voided and he's, you know, has very sound reasons and we all have different reasons. Uh, you know, he'll be tearing his hair out of me say, just wait and play it next season. If you think, he will say that's a terrible idea. Uh, there are sound reasons for kind of every scenario here. And because there's so many unknowns about what can happen and what can be done in the future. So, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter right now. I can't, I just don't care about football whatsoever. I don't care if Liverpool have just given the title. I don't care if it's for, you know, I just find it very hard to get excited about it. And as we've said on previous podcasts, you know, if football suddenly appeared on our screens tomorrow, uh, I really struggle to get any interest in it, but what will I be like in two months? I could be right up for it, and the world could be a different place. So uh, there is tribalism, but there are sound reasons, really, for voiding the season because, well, you know, the logistics, the money, the because there's no other way, because all the other, you know, all the other ways are just as unfair, if not more unfair. So it's a very tricky, complicated situation, and yeah, to belittle anyone who has genuine reasons for having a stance is just, you know, pathetic, to be honest. But, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess you're thinking Ollie Holt here. Yes. Oh, well, I'm getting, the, it, I'm yeah. getting <laughs> the name Ollie Holt is coming through. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was so patronising. But it's an easy, it's a column for him to write in it. He's managed to get a column out there and got some hits. So, yeah. everyone's a winner, really. <laughs> um, apart from me, you read it and got annoyed. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so, like, leaving aside what you think should happen um, and what you think would be the fairest way. Howard, what's your instincts telling you that how things will play out in England, particularly as regards to the news today from France as well? Does that impact things at all or or not? No, I think the Premier League will plough its own path, basically, chart its own route, whatever. So so can you, are your instincts telling you then that, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but basically, as of June, conceivably, there could well be games played behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah, my horrible hunch is it will start but not finish this experiment. Right. And why would that be? Because someone will get the virus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, as I say, it's so difficult to do. And I also think, and it's fair, you know, I think some players just won't be there. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think they can be made to be there, to be honest. So it'll be a very, very strange situation, very soulless. Uh, but, you know, there is still an argument that it's better than never playing the games. Uh, but for me, I don't. I just have a horrible feeling it will start but not finish. But I mean, again, as I said earlier, we may, be, we may be guided by what 
Germany does, but then Germany will probably do a better job of it than us. So that's that's very plausible. Yeah, yeah. Henry, what are your kind of instincts telling you? Do you are you confident that they will proceed with this? Well, Howard's actually swayed me a little bit, like with this, <laughs> with this, um, until about te- until ten minutes ago or something. I, I, my gut feeling has been that it will restart in June, uh, just but just sort yeah. of by the murmurings of some journalists and mm. and this. I think this week seems like it's potentially key with meetings taking place and that's my gut feeling but I totally agree with Howard I can easily see a situation where one player tests positive or, or something happens and all, I, I think once that happens it will all fall apart because and there'll be so much pressure from outside of football that there's been too much focus and too much sort of desperation to get it back and I think I could see it sort of caving and, and then the decision being made that we have to end it there um, I think, if, I mean, my gut feeling says it starts in, in June and, and they, they manage to sort of bash it out over about six weeks and it's done by the end of, end of July. But that's probably, it's probably wishful thinking on my part, uh, potentially. But if that doesn't happen, then I still think with the Premier, with the Premier League and I can still see potential U-turn with, with France and maybe even Holland. I, I think the season will be completed in Verticom in some way. I think, um, None of the scenarios outside of finishing the whole thing properly are, are fair, are fully mm. fair. But I think I could see, you know, people have been talking about working out a points per, points per game average from this point on, which is obviously, you know, that's going to benefit some teams who have got an easier run in by first. So like some people, some teams are going to get done by that. So that's far from ideal, but I could sort of, I could see a scenario where maybe they do that. Um, and, and that happens, but I, I think the way I look at it again, probably biased. But I think the the issue I have is that I don't think failure should be rewarded in this whole situation. In terms of where I mean, to me, Liverpool are actually the least of the problems aside from that I support yeah. them. I, yeah. If I was a Leeds fan right now, I'd be in also I'd just be having a meltdown because yeah. I don't I don't think it's fair personally for there to be a scenario where. The season gets voided, nothing happens, and Norwich stay up. They stay in the Premier League, and Leeds, who have just had a great season, loads of success, are denied that. I, I think it's unfair for, for Norwich's own failings for, to, to keep them up and, and for them to benefit from a season being voided. So, personally, if it's not completed, I think there should be a scenario, however they work it out, that the champions, the top four, the, the relegation and, and the championship, and every league going down is is sorted and that there is actually a result, unlike the, obviously the Dutch league where they've just frozen everything. Um, I, that's personally what I think will happen if, if what Howard says was to, was to occur. I mean, I, I mean, you've said it's a Liverpool show, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's the problem. Liverpool is the easiest. Yeah. The, Liverpool's the easiest one to sort, yeah. but you can't just sort that and then say everyone else we're not going to finish is voided. Agreed. You can't really because you've got to do it all or nothing. Uh, that's about integrity. Uh, and I thought, yeah, I don't know if this is true. Coventry have never been in the top, finishing the top five of the league since 1967 or something. I don't know if I've dreamt wow. that, but they're near that. They're at the top, aren't they? Mm, you know, yeah. in their struggles, Barrow, or you know, will be denied going into the football league. And but then Norwich could easily get out of this. It. Happened a thousand times that a team pulls yeah. out, and and Leeds aren't guaranteed. They're not in Liverpool's position. Yeah. They're five points. They're in strong position. But you can't say that they would definitely have gone up. So there's so many on. Un- I can see with all those things, you obviously can see the logic of why we need to finish it. But the logistics, I mean, it's not just about football. 
I go out for a walk and I saw the weather, you know, three days ago. There's people here just acting like normal, as if, mm. <laughs> as, you know, as if uh, nothing's ever happened. And that's what worries me, that we're, no, we're nowhere near getting back to the normality that we think we're going to get back to. Uh, so, you know, it's not just a football thing. Uh, I, a very left-field theory is that Aston Villa have a game in hand. They play that. City, Arsenal, I think, is a game in hand. They may do those two games first, and I wouldn't be surprised if points per game is used if the whole thing falls down at a later point. Well, yeah, that is a possibility. That's across my mind, and I, you know, certainly it makes sense to begin with those two games. So at least then, should things go awry, they're all level mm. on points on games played. Sorry, but I mean, two clubs what we haven't really mentioned yet: Leicester City and Sheffield United, and for very different reasons, it, it seems incredibly unfair to just kind of, you know, disregard their achievements. Um, considering the fact that we have got a vast space of time ahead of us to complete this season. As Henry said at the start, you know, it doesn't have to be locked down where next season starts in August. These are unprecedented times um, and they call for unprecedented measures. And, and for Leicester City, you know, essentially they've, let's face it, I know they weren't kind of um, guaranteed the Champions League spot, but they were going to finish in the top four. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was a remarkable overachievement, really. I know they've got a great squad, they've got a great manager, but it was a, 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 an amazing season for them. And Sheffield United, in a very different sense, really, because for them, could they do that again? You know, and, and to kind of take that away from them? Because um, you look at the squad they've got, and, you know, that wasn't just overachievement. That was, that was a near miracle for what they've done this, this year. Um, they've, the stars have aligned... They've got the right manager. They've got the right group. They've all worked collectively. They've worked incredibly hard to play some fantastic football. It just seems kind of sick, really, to just say, okay, none of that happened. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm fully on board. I'm very much on the same page as the two of you. But as regards to how this is done, that's where we encounter problems. Um, okay, let's look at it from the other side now. Um, Henry, should the season be voided... How would you feel um, about giving? Uh, it should Liverpool be given a trophy? Uh, was it Seraphin uh, at UEFA said that no matter what, Liverpool will be given a trophy? Um, what would your thoughts be on that? How would you feel about that? Firstly, you know, to kind of not officially win the league, considering how incredible Liverpool have been this year. And secondly, how would you feel regards to the trophy itself? Would that mean as much to you? I mean. It- that's you know I've spent my whole my whole life supporting Liverpool. They, they they haven't won the league when I've supported them, so it's something I've dreamed about is the scenario of how they win the league. So I'm not going to lie that it's you know it's obviously a strange strange situation. But after you know in my head it's a, it's a Saturday evening in April or something, and there's a last minute winner in front of the cop, and that's <laughs> that's what I've always dreamed of happening. But after after 30 years. I'm sort of at the stage of beggars can't be tutors and like I just want to I'm now at the stage I just want to get over the finish line I know it's not going to be I know it's not going to be won in some dream scenario um, I just I just want to win it and I think I think the key for me is it doesn't for me personally it doesn't take the gloss off it enough because of the lead at the top well, I think I think that's key from, from my own perspective is that mm. I know you know barring the most ridiculous turnaround in football history actually I know that we've won you know having a 20 25 point lead I know that it's won so I personally wouldn't yeah obviously rival fans are gonna 
would cluck about it for years, you know, about winning the Asterix title or whatever. Isn't that <laughs> fine? That's, that's part and part of the game and everything. But for me, I wouldn't care because I know we've won it. The lead, the lead is that big and I know we've been that dominant that it, it, it kind of wouldn't take the edge off it for me. I think for me, if we were five or six points clear and in this situation, it would be horrible because I'd know full well that City were breathing down our necks and, and it would feel, it would have a much more hollow feel to me being handed it in that way when it's still very much alive. But, um, yeah. I think, I think the scenario we're in being given it and not officially having that win that seals the title is, is obviously far from ideal, but I, I take anything now because the, the, the thought of it actually being voided and not being given the title after 30 years is just, well, I just, it almost feels like I don't know how I'd recover from it mentally. Well, I mean, should it indeed go ahead and it is concluded, um, obviously it's going to be behind closed doors. Um, as you said, you've you've long kind of thought about what this moment will be like. Um, and I'm sure this season as well, it's been kind of, you know, prominent in, in your mind, kind of thinking about kind of April or, or you know, what March it looked at one point, didn't it? It probably would have been yeah. March. Yeah. Um, will it feel the same? Even if kind of Liverpool, you know, rightfully conclude their games and you know, win their first two games that they come back and, you know, they can't be caught anymore and they've won the league, but it's behind closed doors and, you know, the games we televised, but it's such a, we've all watched games behind closed doors. It's such a soulless kind of exercise. Um, they'll be yourself at home with your family, yeah. you'll be celebrating, but I mean, you know, it's, it's not going to be the same. No, no, there's no denying that there's not going to be kind of that that moment of ecstasy with a full crowd and, and everything that, that comes with that. There's no denying that. But it, for me, it's still, whenever it happens or if it happens, it's going to still mean the world to me because of, of never yeah. experiencing that before. And, and it, I think, I think more than anything, it will just, it, it will just feel like the most enormous weight off, off so many supporters back of it just because it's been going on for so long. And it's, it's kind of the one thing that I think part of the reason why so many Rival supporters don't want them to win it is because, A, I'm sure because they're worried and they're never going to hear the end of it, obviously, because that's what Liverpool fans are like. Um, but also I think it's the one thing that they kind of, other fans have got over them is that, you know, whether you're Leicester fans or City or Chelsea, that Liverpool haven't won the Premier League. So, um, but, so for me, it's, it's just that I want that weight off my back of, of being champions. And although it's not going to be that same authentic feeling of, of winning it in, in sort of spectacular, scenario I, I'm still going to be absolutely made up and, and I think it's almost after this wait with the, the pandemic that's going on it will almost feel as special in a different strange sort of way that it's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's even been extended sort of you know in my head we were going to be celebrating in March or April and it's now potentially could be July or August or whenever so it will almost be I'll cherish it more in a strange sort of way that I'll always remember it as being this 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 mad year um, so yeah that's, that's sort of where I'm at on it well, in a very strange sort of way, um, I'm inclined to agree on, on the latter part there. Um, you know, even as a City fan, to see Liverpool kind of, you know, see Jordan Henson lift the trophy, it was something that I long feared. <laughs> and, um, and I really did kind of dread the whole kind of, you know, yeah. hoo-ha around that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, I knew quite early on in the season that it was inevitable. Um, and yet now, it would be a reminder to me of normality it would be you know because I would much rather go back to a you know two months ago when 
I was dreading the prospect of Liverpool winning the league mm. to now where we're talking about, you know, games being played behind closed doors and obviously the situation we're all in. So to see that, it would be kind of would be almost a feeling that we're one step back to normality. Um, and that would be, you know, a nice feeling. Um, how would, how do you feel about it? Do you feel kind of as a seat from a city perspective? Um, how do you, see it playing out with Liverpool, how would you, do you feel, do you feel they've been hard done by? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I say a pandemic coming along just as yeah. about, about <laughs> to win your first league in three years. Yeah. Uh, would say you've been pretty hard done by, yeah. <laughs> in all fairness. Uh, it's about a bit of fan experience into, I mean, what can you, what can you say? I mean, it's, this is unprecedented. This is something, I don't even know what how to describe what's happening in the wider world. Mm. We could say, well, it's you know, football is trivial besides it, but football is so important to all of us. And this is, as you know, as Henry said, this is what you dream of as a fan. And if even if it's voided, at least you'll have the the knowledge that yeah, they were going to win the league, and you had the best team. A history book might not show that, and. But yeah, it's what what you really miss out on is is that experience, you know, yeah, that we've had not rubbing it in had four times in the well, league. Yeah, it's just like it's it's those days, those magical days. But it could drive the team on to to win it properly. You know, when we have some normality, you would think that would be a driving force to the, for them to win uh, it again. I don't know. I'm doubtful in no, normal circumstances. I don't know. It could go either way in a way. But as a fan, yeah, it is it is a shame. You know, if you're a football fan, you should you know. Take away your tribalism and feel sorry that teams can't celebrate. Yeah. And it won't just be Liverpool, it'd be others, uh, that don't have that experience that night, that moment, you know, when you know you've won the league, that precise moment when the whistle blows and you know you're the champions. So, yeah, it is, a, it's, it is what it is. We're just living in, you know, very bizarre and unique times. Yeah. And because I keep going back to the Aguero moment, you know, that, that was, there was those who hadn't won the league for 44 years. Yeah. And that happened, um, yeah. and you know, all rivalry aside, let's let's remember that, that ultimately, you know, Liverpool and United don't really get on. And <laughs> I recall having a whale of a time the following day, looking on different forums and seeing yeah. all the reactions from the Liverpool fans <laughs> to that Aguero goal. I, I celebrated that Aguero goal like Liverpool had won the title. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I'm not even joking. <laughs> so here's a similar situation with Liverpool and, and you know, as you said, Howard, you know, global pandemic. I mean, my God, it, it's just such a ludicrous and surreal kind of yeah. um, thing to but, occur. And um, So just staying on kind of negativity and apologies can, for that. But, can I just add one other thing, though? Of course. Like, you, know, you know, City fans will may gloat, will gloat. That's the nature of football yeah. fans. But let's not forget, I mean, we only talk about the Premier League, but City could win a treble. Not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. treble, but a treble. Uh, we've never been, we've been to the semi final of the Champions League, but I would still say we're in a stronger position now having won in Madrid than we have been in, you know, the 10 years we've been in it. Got Newcastle away to get to Wembley again. If it's all voided, it's not as if we don't, yeah. Obviously, the difference with Liverpool is they are, they're not over the line, but they're stood on it basically yeah. about to, yeah. they literally have to just lean forward. <laughs> whereas City are not guaranteed winning any of the other two trophies. But we're still in a strong position to have won at least one of them. It's you know, and then yeah, that we will lose out on what could have been a historic season. We'll just never know. So that's a lot of just, different just, fan bases are going to you know feel the wrath of you know of a voided season. So. That's what I actually find strange. Actually, is that there does seem to be a kind of 
such a focus on Liverpool that I see on, you know, social media again isn't a good gauge. But I do see it that I see fans of other teams who have got loads to play for. And the, and the, the emphasis seems to be all about Liverpool not winning, which I find, I saw a Sheffield United fan saying about mm. it, as long as Liverpool have robbed of the title. I just thought, that's mad. Like, they could be in the Champions League. Why have Sheffield United fans got such a problem with Liverpool? So I find, and like, you're spot on with City. I, I, I don't see a reason why you couldn't win the treble, to be honest. Um, I think I'd, I'd make you probably favourites to win the well, Champions League if it, if it restarts now. Liverpool are out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't, it, it's, a, it's a strange one. With you got United who could get top four, which would be for their season, you know, good achievement this season, I think. And the, 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 all the focus seems to be about Liverpool. Well, I mean, just focusing one more time on Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry yeah. about that. But... <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's why I'm on. But, I mean, this is a, a very kind of downbeat question, and again, apologies yeah. for this, but let's say, you know, hypothetically, that the, the, the campaign is voided. Um, how do you think that would affect the squad? I mean, Howard's already said that he believes that that would drive him on to next season. Personally, I'm of the opposite point of view. I, I think that what happened to them last year you know, missing out by a point on the league um, and going neck for neck for so long with City. I think that really spurred them on this year to to ensure that they're going to win the league. Um, and they've just been relentless as a consequence. They, they can't do it a third time, can they? I mean, you know, as much as I admire Jurgen Klopp and his, his motivational skills and as much as I admire the players, that's, that'll be too much. That would really hit them, wouldn't it, Henry? Yeah, I, do. I think even, you know, away from a fan's perspective, if, if you're one of those players and you you were literally not crowned champions now, so one mm. way or the other, I think, you know, that would be one. Of, it, would feel, it would feel like one of the most unjust things in the history yes. of football. Yeah. And, and, you know, following such a ridiculous season to have only dropped five points is just madness, obviously. And, um, you know, it'd be like City leading the Champions League final. 5-0 after 70 minutes only for yeah. that to be a, a power cut a power cut or something in the game never never be played I'd <laughs> still be to... sweating at 5-0 <laughs> I'm, I'm still sweating at 25 points clear to be fair um, but yeah I, I, I sort of sway more towards you is that I think it would have I think it would have a negative effect on them because I think you're spot on they've gone they've had two ridiculously intense seasons playing at an incredibly high level and I think that's exactly what City did obviously the second of those coming last season I think it's shown this season how hard yeah. it is to do it a third time because I've you know I've got nothing but respect for, for Guardiola and and to me the City side until this season was the best I've seen in the Premier League so it's shown how how difficult that is that I, I'm not sure even though they're a relatively young squad or certainly a lot of players who are at a good age I think picking them up from from such a disappointment would be really tough. And I think I think if City weren't around, I think Liverpool are so far ahead of all the other teams barring City that I'd actually feel I'd actually still feel pretty confident that they'd win the league. Despite yeah. the despite the setback. But I could if they were if they were robbed of the title and not given it, I personally think I don't think City are just gonna not improve from it. I I see you improving next season. I just, I think Guardiola will have a bit between his teeth again. So in that scenario I think that City would put put up a hell of a challenge, and I just I do wonder whether Liverpool would be able to stick with them again, having suffered that. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't think it would have a, a positive impact, even though the players I'm sure would be would be bullish and come out and say that you know we're gonna 
we're going to do it again with Caper. I, I could just see an early defeat in the season or something like that, and then confidence really being rocked and they're never really recovering. Oh, you see, now I want the season voided. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd yeah. be surprised if anyone was relentless next season, to be honest. But then we don't, you know, I think players mentally, I don't, you don't know where they'll be at yeah. or when it'll be anyway. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, going into the great unknown in a way. Well, going into that great unknown, I'm going to end on a very unfair question for you both. Um, how would you first, <laughs> you're the chief exec of the Premier League, which means you're a very wealthy man, by the way. Well done. <laughs> Um, Thank you. I've learned it. All the power resides with you. Um, how do you resolve this whole situation fairly? I was mulling this over for half an hour, just like scratching my head. Uh, I don't... Right, there's two answers here. I've already given the answer. I would just wait. I mm. would make no commitments whatsoever. And I would abandon... I would say I would be very tentative about the June... Can, can I just interject Flat. as well? Sorry, Howard, but on, on that waiting issue, what what kind of annoys me is they seem so reluctant to do that, and yet everyone would understand. Well, everyone. Maybe if I was the Premier League head mm. honcho, I'd understand the logistics of stakeholders and the of course. Yeah. So on the second, you know, let's assume there's a caveat that I have to make a decision because of those other factors, uh, which I think might be you know might be what's actually ha- happening here. If I absolutely had to make a decision, the horrible decision I would make is t- to avoid the season. Because I think the other options, like you know, freezing the table and points per game, are even unfairer. Mm. But that doesn't mean I think we should avoid the season, by the way. Uh, my, if I have free will, uh, my, uh, my choice is we, do, we make no concrete decisions uh, until I absolutely have to, for whatever reason that may be. Okay. Okay, and Henry, if you've got all the power in your hands. Um, which way do you go? I totally agree with Howard that I think the, the the main thing for me would be you have to finish this season. If, if that means next season doesn't get played at all or you finish this season at Christmas, mm. whatever that is, to me, ending the season so that you've got fair results at both ends of the table, all the way down the divisions, for me is the fair one. I think if, if push came to shove and you're put in a position where the league does have to end by a certain point and you're not going to get the games played. And for me, you, you cancel the season, or void, whatever you call it, but you have, you have results. Yeah. Liverpool are the champions. The top four is settled. The bottom three is settled. Promotions are sorted. Now, I totally agree. The points for game thing is a, you know, it's rubbish. It's not, it isn't <laughs> fair, but in a, we're, we're in a situation where probably. Yeah, no scenario from this point on is fair. Whether that's neutral no. ground because teams get miss out on home advantage and everything. I think mean, every scenario you can think of now is unfair. To me, I think if you look at the table as it is and you say, right, these twenty teams have been performing at this this points per game average, we're going to pretend that you've done exactly the same for the last nine games and give your points tally. Then I don't think you can whinge too much if you go down because you've got yourself into that position by having a low average and. I think you're then rewarded, teams like Leeds um, and teams like Leicester and Sheffield United, they're rewarded for having very good seasons. And yes, it might feel a bit hollow doing it, achieving it in that way, but I think it's better for the, for the more successful teams who have had a good season to, to come out a bit better than the teams who have done badly. Yeah, I, I so avoiding agree. is such a strange thing as well, because you know, it would mean like Sergio Aguero's 
you know, everything everyone's done yeah. for six months yeah. is wiped yeah. from history. Sergio Aguero's scoring record goes. Would, uh, would the League Cup still count, Alan? Huh? Would the League Cup still count? Well, yeah, it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but then that's a, that's a strange kind of scenario where in the history books, if you're going along season by season, just one thing happened that season. That in <laughs> no, itself yeah. is so strange. Yeah. yeah. And the community shield, don't forget that. Of course, yes. Yeah. Well, that is I, now a trophy, it's official. So. We'll I, mean, I, I, I agree with, with what you're both saying, completely agree with what you're saying, um, to be fair. But I will throw just a grenade in towards the end here. Um, it's an analogy I used in, in something I wrote recently, which is basically, you know, if you're watching a film one night and then you know, it's, it's getting late, you're tired, and you think, oh, I'll finish it off tomorrow. You never finish off a film, do you? It, it's kind of <laughs> that last half hour. You kind of you knew which way it was going to go, how it's going to end, and then you want to watch another film the next day, or, or you know, start another box set or what have you. And that's kind of how I feel about the rest of the season. I want it concluded. I want it finished, and it has to be. And it doesn't matter when this happens because you know if if next season is just kind of put aside, so be it. Um, but my God, I wish that wasn't the case because. Just personally speaking, and this really isn't as a, as a City fan, this is as a football fan, but I just want this season that we've had now, which is now dragged, obviously, with this hiatus, I just want it out of the way, and I think it'll be something extremely symbolic about starting a new season yeah. when you know we return to normality. I think people will be really craving that because... You know, if you're, there's be certain games that still have to be played that don't mean anything. You know, it's eighth against eleven for whatever it is, but they just have to be done just to kind of complete it, just for official them. Um, and I just love the excitement of a new season, and that would be something that I could really relish. And uh, so, personally speaking, I have no enthusiasm for finishing the season, and yet I am aware and I accept that it has to be surely. Um, Can I just say one thing then? Of course. That that new season just ain't happening. That August feeling of a new season. Oh no, I'm not expecting an August feeling. There there will be no fans in a football stadium this year. So Mm. I am absolutely sure of that. So the thing that I say can't happen in June might be feasible in August behind closed doors will be feasible before fans in a football stadium is feasible. Yeah. So that feeling of a new season ain't happening. That's no, no, 2021 I mean, at the earliest. I, I'm so. not idealising that. I'm not suggesting no. that it happens in August and there's going to be packed stadiums again and, and all the rest yeah. of it. And it will, of course, I'm aware it's going to be behind closed doors for the foreseeable future. But at least, you know, let's say it kicks off again in October and it's behind closed doors, but it's televised. And the first game of the season is yeah. City against kind of, I don't know, way to Sheffield United. Then, you know, it's the start of something again. Um, so it's it's more of a symbolism, I guess. Yeah. But but I completely agree with both both of you, really. And and I think a lot of other people listening in will be in agreement. If you're not in agreement, let us know on Twitter, uh, and we'll discuss this further. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me today, Henry. It's been a, a terrific debut, if I may say so. <laughs> pleasure. Cheers for having me on. I appreciate it. And Howard, as always, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, yeah, pleasure as always. And uh, just check out all the other kind of stuff on the Night 320 platform. There's some great pods um, and great blogs, courtesy of Howard. Um, so go check them out. Um, but as always, and most importantly of all, um, stay safe, stay well, and forever up the blues. <laughs> <laughs>